Hello and welcome to Student Spotlight, the podcast where Lawn and Landscape Magazine talks with students nationwide about their green industry experience. I'm Jimmy Miller, an associate editor with the magazine. We've got an awesome podcast lined up for you here. I spoke with Madison Yox from Illinois State University. Hello. Hi, is this Madison? Yes, it is. Hi, how's it going? It's Jimmy from uh, Lawn and Landscape. Good, good. But before we get into that phone call, here's a quick word from this episode's sponsor. Cress is leading the transition from gas-powered commercial lawn equipment with the introduction of the industry's first game-changing innovation in battery power. Until today, commercial landscape professionals and facilities managers had to accept high-emission, loud gas-powered equipment as the only economical option with the performance and runtime to complete a day's work. Cress has changed all of that. Now, commercial users can save money, time, and noise by switching to battery power. By ditching gas, a typical landscape business can recoup the purchase price of Crest battery-powered equipment in less than one season. Join our quiet revolution. Visit Crest.com. Okay, back to the show. So Madison carved out a few minutes to talk with me about how quitting band led to her first horticulture experience. Then, we dove into how she fared in the Texas heat last summer for her internship. And of course, we also talked about the National Collegiate Landscape Competition, put on by the National Association of Landscape Professionals. All right, well, uh, my name is Madison Yox. I am 22 years old, and I am at Illinois State University right now, majoring in horticulture and landscape management. I am technically a fifth-year senior. I transferred here from Parkland College in 2020. And really, I've known that horticulture was going to be my career path for quite a long time now. Um, Actually, my sophomore year of high school, I quit band at semester. And I really needed to take another class when I came back from uh, Christmas break. So I decided to just take horticulture because two of my best friends were in there at the time. And I really think it took one class in the greenhouse. I think we were like propagating succulents. And I knew from that point on that I would be studying horticulture. And it has been my passion now for about eight years. So I've I've really um, tried to stay involved in quite a lot of ways um, in that time span. I think it's so interesting that, you know, <laughs> it just by happenstance, you ended up joining the, you know, the group that ultimately changed your, or the class that changed your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it is crazy because I did enjoy band. Um, I played, I mean, from fifth grade on up to sophomore year, I actually started getting more involved with volleyball and our band was pretty serious. Like we had to be at all the pep band games. We had to be at football, you know, all this stuff. And I was missing my volleyball practices. I was trying to do club. So I just prioritized volleyball over band and decided that I needed to make a change. So that is how, yeah, I kind of fell in love with plants. (laughs) The high school I went to, our band had, and we went to a big high school. I I was at a school that had almost 2,000 students. Um, Oh, wow. (laughs) And the band was a big deal. It was like 250, 300 people large. Um, It might not be quite that big now, but I, I never got into it personally, but I always regretted not doing it. What instrument did you play, and do you still play any musical instrument? 
Um, I don't play a musical instrument anymore, but I played clarinet and yeah, we were the same way. Like I went to a much smaller high school. Like I think I had like two to 300 kids in my whole high school. Um, but it was pretty serious still. Like we, and I loved it. I had a lot of great memories and had met a lot of great people through um, the band, but yeah, it was serious. Like we literally had band camp, like before we went to school in the summer and you were there marching on the football field, like learning your steps like it was serious it really was that's that's how our school was too but one thing that we did not have was a horticulture class what was that class like um you know what kind of assignments did you have and uh, do you know if your school still offers that I, I think that's awesome yeah yeah they do actually offer it I'm actually gonna go speak to them um next semester they their teacher now asked my mom, she substitutes at the school now, if I would go in and talk to them. So yeah, they still have it. Um, it was really fun. We just kind of learned out of a textbook. We watched a lot of videos, like we propagated succulents. We did like a chapter on bonsais. We did like a whole plant sale. So we'd go out and learn about, you know, like what we should be fertilizing with. We built a whole hydroponic system. I mean, and I just took it for a semester. So I missed that other half and I'm sure I would have learned a whole lot more, but just that alone, that was enough for me. I absolutely fell in love with it. So that kind of sparks your interest in the green industry. And then you have two more years after that of school. Did you do anything with the green industry in those two years? Um, I definitely started collecting my house plants. Like I think my house plant collection stemmed from that. Um, I did my own little house plant sales, I guess. Um, but no, I didn't really get into it, into it until uh, my freshman year of college. So how did you know that there was a potential career in this? Like, obviously, if you're you're selling some plants from your house, like you know that you can make some money <laughs> off of it, right? But how did you know that? You know, it's something that you could major in. It's something that, you know, you could have a full-time job in. Right, yeah. Um, I, I really didn't know. It took a while. Um, and I just, I think I was talking to maybe my counselor or somebody, and they mentioned horticulture. And I started looking into colleges and programs and realized, yeah, it is a thing. Like, I think that's the problem with a lot of it. Like, many people don't know what horticulture is, or they don't know that, yeah, you can major in something that, you know, we're mostly in the dirt all the time. Like, it doesn't have to be in an office setting. And I don't think a lot of people even know that this is a career path. And, yeah, so, I mean, when I figured that out, it was pretty much that was that was the only option for me. Do you know if your high school has produced other uh, green industry employees or like obviously if there's a class there must be some interest there or some I guess culture around horticulture at your high school right um since then I know like the year after I graduated they actually got FFA so I know some students are much more involved than I even was back then I'm sure there are students that have gone you know into a landscaping route none that I really know come to mind um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure since they're still getting kids in that class, <laughs> still signing up. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, you have this interest in horticulture and eventually you learn that you can make a career out of it. What was it specifically that drew you to the career? You know, what, what makes you decide this isn't just going to be a hobby for me. This isn't just going to be something I do on weekends or in my free time. This is going to be something that 
I major in, something that, you know, I graduate with a degree in and actually go into the field and, and work in? Right. Um, I think I knew that I wanted this um, because like this is truly like I love to learn about it. Like I will ask questions all day, every day if I have somebody that's involved in this industry. Like I really want to be involved in as much as I can. And it is my passion. Um, I've like been reading books. I mean, I watch so many videos of different things. That's all my Instagram feed is or houseplants. Like I really just try to keep learning about it and once I realized that like you know your job doesn't have to be something you don't enjoy like I don't feel like I'm working when I'm in the greenhouse so I think that is really what solidified like this doesn't feel like a job this is what I need to be doing so the algorithm has picked up on the fact that you're obsessed with houseplants oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's awesome. It's a little too good <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um okay so uh, you know just going chronologically here through you know, your career and your timeline here, um, you decide that you're going to go to school for this. Um, take me through that initial experience, um, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm understanding that maybe you went to like a two-year school first and then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Take me through that. Yeah. So I graduated in 2018 and actually I just got really lucky. Um, I was looking for schools to go play volleyball at and I ended up looking at Parkland College and they had a great horticulture program as well. So I went, played volleyball there for two years and got to study what I absolutely loved at the same time. And then it was really between um, ISU and U of I after that. And I ultimately chose ISU because it was cheaper. I had more friends here and I'm pretty sure uh, U of I, you can't really major in horticulture anymore. I think they changed that to just a minor. Okay. Okay. So you felt like the culture um, at ISU was just a little bit stronger. Absolutely. And I knew I could be, you know, much bigger here since it is a smaller school. And it has been nice. I've been able to connect with a lot more people since it is smaller and, you know, keep connecting with the same people over the last three years. So um, I very briefly, when I was working at the student newspaper at, at my college, I covered the volleyball team. Um, and I know just how hard, you know, those practice schedules are and, and how difficult it is. It, it was like difficult to even arrange interview times with them that weren't practices because, you know, they're going to class, they're going to volleyball. How did you balance, you know, working in the greenhouse, um, and any other potential obligations you had with volleyball? Right. It was, it was very tough. Um, I mean, we were, yeah, doing classes from 8 a.m. until, you know, practice started at like 3, 3.30, and we were there until 9 or 10 every single night, oh and the gosh. weekends were our coaches. I mean, we were traveling all the time, and I mean, I loved it, but it was tough. So during season, we weren't allowed to have jobs. Like, our job was to compete and play volleyball, so that's what we did. In the off season, I actually took my first job working at a little greenhouse in Champaign, and yeah, I just worked there for a summer as much as I could but we still had summer ball we still had tournaments and fundraisers it was tough um, but it definitely teaches you how to manage your time accordingly and it has helped me tremendously in the transition to a four-year university was that time um, between your freshman and sophomore year like off season you're talking about yes um, and how did you kind of land that experience and what factored into your decision hey 
all right, now I'm going to ha- actually have enough time, you know, this off season to do this. Right. Um, I kind of decided that I was going to stay on campus since we did still have volleyball instead of uh, moving home. So that was kind of, I, I looked for a bunch of greenhouses. There aren't many options in Champaign, especially for something, you know, more just for the summer. So I found kind of the only greenhouse I could, I guess, and went and applied and I interviewed with her and it, it was just a great fit right off the bat. Awesome. And what kind of stuff did you do in that greenhouse? Um, That was mostly just rearranging flats. I mean, we'd get trucks in and it's just unloading the trucks, getting those flats and trays off of the carts and getting them onto the table as fast as you can, pricing, um, deadheading geraniums. I don't know how many geraniums I went through, (laughs) Uh, watering, just, you know, regular plant care. Okay. All right. Excellent. So you ultimately decide to, you know, that you're going to transfer into ISU. Did you play, like, have you continued to play volleyball at all? Like, is that still part of the picture for you? Um, I decided not to play on. Um, After that, I wanted, you know, the collegiate experience, but then I also wanted the true college experience. So since then, I tried out for the club volleyball team, and I've been playing club um, competitively, but not like on the collegiate (laughs) team. (laughs) So it's much less of a time commitment. So I can still, you know, like do things with horticulture. Right. Was it a huge sigh of relief for you to be able to kind of step back a little bit and and still play, but, you know, you're not committing as much of your time and and energy into that? Right. Uh, Yes, absolutely. It is now. I mean, when I first stopped playing, like I missed it a lot. All of my teammates pretty much went all around the country. Um, So it was it was tough. I missed everybody. It was right during COVID, too. So like I didn't have the club team at that time all of us were just kind of you know alone and I just transferred to this new place and I couldn't even go to class so I mean that was tough that's when I wish I would have played on but since having this club team and yeah I mean last season was so much fun all last year and this season I'm sure it'll be a blast so I am definitely yeah appreciative that I made that decision more now (laughs) what a tough time to transfer um, oh, yes. <laughs> did you did a lot did a lot of your classes move online or how did that work? Yeah, pretty much everything. And it really sucked, um, especially because like my degree is very hands on. I did one semester here online and took pretty much, you know, what I could. And then that second semester after I transferred to ISU, I could not like pay full price for these classes and take them online when I'm supposed to be, you know, like doing soil structures, putting plants in the ground, like irrigation, like it's really hard to learn horticulture and landscape management practices on Zoom. So I actually went ahead and took a semester off. I just went ahead and took like one class online and just worked during that time. It's really tough to learn you know, so much of the green industry is learning from experience, right? And if you're learning from behind a monitor, I can only imagine how difficult that would be. Um, Absolutely. So at what point did you get back into learning in person? And what was that like? Because now you're getting acclimated to a new school culture, and also like maybe a new kind of class schedule, new class load, that sort of thing. 
Yeah, um, I went back. Um, so I took the spring off. So I came back in the fall. And yeah, it was very different. I mean, things were kind of getting back into the classroom. I still think I had maybe a class online here or there. Um, and we definitely had masks on. But yeah, it was much different. It was kind of like my, I felt like a freshman because it was my first time on this campus. Um, but I fell in love with like my professors and I've kind of had the same people kind of guiding me through this entire process. Like the ISU Ag Department, like their faculty and staff has just been amazing. I've got great counselors. So it's, it's been, it's been easier than it could have been. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When you are looking to get into horticulture, you know, stuff beyond the classes. Um, I don't, are you on the, does ISU have an uh, NCLC team? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, that was my first thing. I was looking how to get involved with horticulture. So I went ahead and got a job at a greenhouse here. And then I got involved with the horticulture club, as well as I volunteer at the horticulture center. And yeah, I just really tried to, you know, stick my feet in wherever so our horticulture club uh formed that nclc team i love this club so much um we meet bi-weekly uh on wednesdays at 5 30 and we kind of meet at the horticulture center that we have on campus kind of like our lab and we meet out there and we'll do activities uh, we'll i mean we got the chainsaws we've got a meeting tonight i'm having my professor um instruct us how to operate like the truck and trailer which will be helpful for nclc um, we're pressing flowers we'll get some cornhole boards out um we'll have speakers come in and talk to the club we'll go out we've got a tour scheduled for october 12th at one of our local greenhouses we'll go out there and the owner will walk us around um we're going to ball horticulture here soon and just doing all these like site tours visits we're going to eye landscape in february i'm just trying to get as many activities as possible <laughs> <laughs> and you're so you're in charge of you know planning these tours planning these activities yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what kind of a learning experience has that been? That I, I don't know if you had ever, um, you know, needed to schedule this sort of stuff before. Oh, yeah, that was definitely tough. It was a transition. Um, I don't think I knew kind of what I was signing up for last year when I did run for president of the club. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, we really didn't get any, like, instruction manual on how to do it. So I was kind of just thrown in and learning as I went. So this year, I definitely think I have a better understanding, and I'm definitely more on top of things. But especially for NCLC, like, that was tough trying to get everybody registered. I mean, you're trying to get your whole team like not only like their t-shirt orders but you got to know what workshops they're going to and then what events they're doing and then you got to make sure that those events aren't clashing I'm sending in money like I'm dealing with all this stuff I'm trying to get hotels registrations it was a mess but <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely an experience uh, you know, you talked a little bit about learning on the go and learning from experience. And I believe that you had also completed an internship between, um, you know, last semester and this one. Take me through what that internship was like. Why did you apply for it? Um, and what did you gain from it? 
Um, yeah, so that internship I took um, was with Yellowstone Landscape, and I was actually with the Austin branch this summer for 12 weeks. I took that internship because um, my boyfriend, he just moved to Austin, Texas. Okay. And he moved last December. So I was like, I'm going to look for an internship, you know, in Austin. I always wanted to move somewhere warm. So this is a good way to like gauge if I'll actually enjoy it. So I was actually at NCLC and I came across Yellowstone and they were the only ones in that whole place that had a branch in Austin. So I interviewed with Lisa Hall a couple times, um, ended up getting the internship and yeah I moved down to Austin and it was it was tough (laughs) it's very (laughs) hot Um, I mean it was a great experience I met a ton of people a ton of great people Um, it was very hard work there were long hot days I was on cruise Um, there was definitely a language barrier I mean my first day on a crew I was kind of just thrown in a truck with four other guys nobody spoke English and we went and mowed all day (laughs) um but it did give me like a new confidence I mean I had never ever I couldn't even turn on a lawnmower I mean my dad mows the lawn like he loves to do that so I would never take that away from him so I didn't know how to do any of these things I mean I had a sprayer on I was out blowing I was mowing using the hurricane I mean skid steer all of it so it gave me a really like newfound confidence that I really didn't think I would be able to like do. I actually really surprised myself this summer. (laughs) There's more to this podcast coming up. Stick around. We've got another word from our sponsor. Cress is leading the transition from gas powered commercial lawn equipment with the introduction of the industry's first game changing innovation in battery power. Until today, commercial landscape professionals and facilities managers had to accept high-emission, loud, gas-powered equipment as the only economical option, with the performance and runtime to complete a day's work. Cress has changed all of that. Now, commercial users can save money, time, and noise by switching to battery power. By ditching gas, a typical landscape business can recoup the purchase price of Crest battery-powered equipment in less than one season. Join our quiet revolution. Visit Crest.com. So is that what you primarily did for the summer was work out on the crew or did you experience like other areas of the company? Yeah, my... um branch manager was actually awesome. He let me and the other intern um, pretty much choose our schedule. So we were there four or five days a week and we would work on crews two of those days, one day with maintenance, one day with enhancement. Another day would be like a ride along with an account manager and we'd kind of learn, yeah, like how to make a PO. We'd be in there like making designs on another day with the landscape designer. Um, Another day we'd go with like irrigation. I mean, it was a very well-rounded internship. I gained a lot um, from those days, even if, you know, it was tough. I'm really, really glad I stuck it out and, and finished it out. Absolutely. Did you enjoy the Austin heat? Did you is that something that you would be open to experiencing again or were you like, ah, I don't know about I don't know about uh the the heat like that? Yeah, um if I were to actually go the landscaping route, I think Austin would definitely be the way to go. 
Um, but I still, even after completing the internship, my love is for growing plants and greenhouse production. And there really wasn't a lot of that going on in Austin. And what even surprised me is we were in water restrictions. I mean, I think like the fifth week I was there, people kind of stopped putting plants in the ground. So we weren't really doing plant installation. And that definitely took me by surprise. I'm like, wow, I won't even be able to water, you know, my plants if I do move here. Like that's, that's really tough. So I definitely, um, I, I don't think I see myself going, going back that way, but I mean, maybe anything can <laughs> things can change right <laughs> yes um, absolutely I did love that branch and I really loved the people out there in Austin it was a great office awesome that I'm I'm so glad to hear that I think internships are a great experience um, and a great learning tool both to learn what you want to do and maybe what you don't want to do right so um, exactly yes <laughs> so as it stands right now Madison uh, this is your last year right are you graduating in the spring Yes, I'll be graduating in May. Okay. So as it stands right now, what do you think you want to do once you graduate? Um, I definitely want to grow plants. I, my specialization, I guess, lately has been with interior plants. So my dream profession would be, you know, to grow houseplants or interior plants. I definitely just want to be, you know, just taking care of the plants. I don't really like the uh, customer aspect as much anymore. I just want to be with the plants and yeah, just grow. That's, that's kind of where my, where my passion is right now. So how do you spend the next year kind of catering everything you're doing toward that passion? Like how, how do you shape your schedule? How do you shape your, um, you know, I guess your focus into doing that for the year? Right. Um, so at this point, I'm pretty involved in mostly everything I can here in like the Bloomington normal area. Um, I'm actually taking care of houseplants at the Rivian Automotive plant. So I'm taking care of all those guys um, for the next year. I'm also managing the greenhouse that we have on the university grounds. So I'll deal with all of those plants. And yeah, I'll just really try to stay involved as much as I can and find a job, you know, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere warm where I can grow some plants. Absolutely. Once you have actually graduated and you look toward the industry, what do you hope out of the industry? Like, like I know that, um, you know, obviously you have like the focus that you're, that you're interested in regarding the green industry, right? It's growing plants, but what is it that you like about the industry in your experience in it? And what is it that, you know, maybe you hope to bring to the industry as, as like a change agent? Um, I love how this industry is so open. Like, I don't think I've ever met a plant person I didn't like. Like, they, everybody wants to give you pointers and they're just great people overall. And there's so many different paths you can take in this industry. Um, but I think I've seen a shift sort of towards more like the sustainability, but I really think that could change and get better, I guess, within the green industry. Like just seeing this summer, I mean, every time we did a job and mulched, we all took individual bags. Like if we could just figure out a way to reduce all that plastic and maybe just get a mulch pile on our lot, like that'd be more sustainable using less plastic liners in our greenhouses. Like, there has been 
like kind of a shift with, you know, the electric machinery and stuff. But I really think I could um, help bring a change through greenhouse production with that. That's awesome. Okay, so more of like a focus on the sustainability and environmentalism? Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Madison. I think that actually wraps up just about everything I I had. Um, You know, is there anything that I didn't ask about that you think, you know, somebody listening to this podcast should know about you? Um, No, I don't think so. I mean, I just want people to know that it is out there. Like you can major in this, you know, industry and there's so many different paths, especially if you're not afraid to get your hands dirty. Like this is perfect. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Student Spotlight. You can expect a new episode of Student Spotlight on the last Friday of every month. We've already interviewed Madison and Ashley Beezer, a student at BYU. Find us in October to hear more from our next student featured. I'm Jimmy Miller, and we'll catch you next time.